Welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host this week. My name is Headphone Joe. No, no, you in the phone. I also go by Joe Dorval. And I'm here with my man, my ex drinking buddy, as always. What up, Brennan Tassif here? What is going on? You are on a <laughs> rocket ship to the moon there, buddy. That's what's going on. Um, yeah. So. As we do every week, we'll start with the kickoff where we discuss some of the bigger things in sports that's going on right about now. Then we'll get into the quick hits where we discuss some of the more minute things and just some questions or whatnot. I meant to add something. I'm going to have to add that right before we start the show. And then we do the walk off where Brennan cries. I tell a story. Maybe I wrote one this week. Maybe I Oh, didn't. there will be no crying this week. <laughs> it's all celebration. Maybe I didn't have the time. Um, and then we'll get into the press conference where we put on our wares because we are very entrepreneurial men and we have a lot of things that we do. So without further ado, time for the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. Brennan. Ba, 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 ba. I'm sorry, Joe. I cut you off there. What were we going to say? It's time for the game of the week. What's going on? Game of the week. Game of the week. All right, Brennan. There's only one option this week, there, week there six were, in the NFL were for the game of the week. A few options, not a lot. Oh, not no. a lot of them were in the in the one o'clock window. Um, but this this game in the four o'clock window really bumped everything out of the way because it ended up going to no time. We're talking about Dallas, New England, folks. Uh, Brennan, Dallas, New England. I, I think Dak Dak Prescott was worth the money that everybody hemmed and haw over it all off season. Yeah, I was one of those hemming and horrors uh, just because I didn't know if he was going to come back to uh, his. Uh, yeah, and I, form. I thought about that. I thought about that. I remember right before the season it. started. I right before the season started, when we were doing our little tears, or when you were doing your tears, I was doing a power ranking. You were like, "I don't know about Dallas Dak coming back from injury." I don't know. I was like, "He's going to be fine." It's a it mental- was a serious injury. And every every player we've seen go through serious injuries. I was like, "It's fine, man." Once you get once you get hit the first time, it's like, all right, I've done this before. Muscle memory. Yeah. A um, couple of things. You could tell the Patriots um, have a rookie quarterback. Uh, they before overtime, before the fourth quarter, uh, Mac had only thrown it, I believe, 12 times. Um, and he so was 11 crazy. for 12. Uh, so you could tell that they, they you know, wanted to make sure that he was a game manager, which is exactly what you want uh, with a rookie quarterback, uh, especially when, you know, they talk about how he always makes the right decisions, yada, yada, yada. Dak went off. Um, Zeke had an okay game, 17 carries for 69 yards. The thing I want to address to the uh, listeners, though, is apparently I'm a big dumb idiot. So I was watching this game. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to get into this. <laughs> no, I'm getting into it. The Patriots were leading almost this entire game. Uh, then Dallas came back in the fourth quarter and I had a, a show to get to. And I was like, well, the Patriots have been leading this whole game. It's tied now. I'm sure the Patriots will go down and score. And then that'll be the game. There's only like 12 minutes left or 10 minutes left. So I left my house. And as I'm on the subway going to the show, I get a text from Joe. Hold on. So we also got to say that. We had already decided what the game of the week was going oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, we had. We we said what the game of the week was going to be and then continue. Yeah, and so the rundown was set. We had just, you know, the obviously to finish 
uh, that the four o'clock window because this is at like eight o'clock. This is at like seven o'clock. We're having this discussion, so we're like, all right, we've already got it set. There, you know, these these four o'clock window games are about to be over. Some of them were blowouts, and then um, and then you know the night game. You know, Russell Wilson's hurt. Big Ben's, you know, done. Like, this is over. Like, we'll just, this will be our game of the week. And as I'm on the subway, I get a text from Joe that says, new game of the week. And I was like, I don't, I'm not at home. Like, I I left for a show. I was like, it wasn't really like a high scoring game. Like, like at the time when I left, I was like, it was, it was in the 20s. But like, the Patriots were going to win. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, you didn't see everything yeah. that, oh my God. So why so, don't you tell everybody when I left? So I have to fill Brennan in that he left around the time. I think it was actually still a tied game. No, 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 no. It was. Um, it was not. No, 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 no. Because it, oh, it? it was 2017. Cowboys were up. Cowboys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so bad at remembering. Anyways, Cowboys no, go was, down. It was 2017, and then uh, the Cowboys were driving, I think, and I was like, or no, the Patriots were driving, and I was like, oh, this game's over. The Patriots were driving. Okay, so the Patriots didn't make a field goal. Dallas goes down, misses a field goal. Patriots get the ball. They throw a pick six. Quandre Diggs, brother of Stephon Diggs, has a pick in every game so far. Um, He takes that to the house on his former college teammate, Mac Jones. So then next play, right after throwing a pick six, Quandre Diggs jumps her out too early. Kendrick Bourne takes a 75-yarder to the house. And I'm, Brent, I'm like, Brennan, are you seeing this? He's like, no. No, I was I'm not. Headed to the show. I'm like, I was on a subway. <laughs> the massive swings in like two minutes. You just thought the game was over with the missed field goal. And then you thought the game was over with the pick six. And then it's like, oh, we have a ball game after that deep bomb. And then uh, the Cowboys go into OT and then they win the game. Yeah. So it goes into overtime. Um, I was shocked for a couple of reasons. I was mainly shocked that um, the Cowboys high flying offense. So this is all has to be predicated on the fact that before the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, they were not scoring like it was like they only had 10 points until the third quarter it was pretty because they've got you know Amari Cooper and they've got CD Lamb and they've got uh what's his name Swan Swain Swan Swain that tight end that's been like going crazy this year and then obviously Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott you think that it would be some Kansas City shit like high flying offense but they did not they were not putting points on the board and uh, the Patriots defense is not they spent a lot of money, but Judon obviously is the best acquisition they've got in that entire free agency. But other than him, it's not the same Patriots defense. So I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. I think um, the right team won, though. Yeah, the right team for sure won. And But then the Cabinet of Dallas gets a, a bomb gem to CeeDee Lamb to end the game. It, yeah. It, it, was, it was insane. That highlight was uh, running a lot. That game, as you said, the right team won, but that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Um, Mike McCarthy is getting some deserved heat right about now. Um, but yeah, it, because, oh yeah, you're right. So Dallas had to then, after Diggs get the interception, the 75, yeah, touchdown, that puts the, the, the Patriots up. So then Dallas has to go drive the field and then kick a field goal again. 
So it was a lot a comedy of errors at times, but yeah, this is bananas. It was seventeen fourteen until the like I said until the fourth quarter, and then if you told me the if you said all right, there's one quarter left and the final score is going to be thirty five twenty nine, I'd be like, that's there's no way that makes no sense. These offenses haven't been doing anything the whole fucking game, and then boom. But yeah, um, I I still don't know how to feel about Mac Jones, man. People keep saying, oh, he's good, he's good, he's good, and he's. If if good is just a glorified game manager, then he's he's amazing. But he has not done a lot to separate himself um, to be like, oh, this guy is going to be great. He's going to be yeah. a great quarterback and not a great team system guy. I think it's going to be for Mac Jones. It'll be a slow and steady wins the race kind of thing. Like every year, he's just going to be, uh, you know, he'll be good enough. And then eventually he'll be to the point where he can maybe do some things like it's not like a just uh, a Justin Herbert thing where he like came out and even though he had some bad games last year in his rookie year, he had some great games. Same thing with Joe Burrow. And then we're seeing it with uh, Trevor and Justin Fields and, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson, not so much. He might end up being a bust, but some of those throws he makes, though, are insane. But you're not going to get that from Mac. You're going to get just slow and steady, methodical, grind you down, which is ironic because it works perfectly for the Patriots as they are currently constructed. But yeah. if McDaniels leaves or Bill Belichick retires and they get a new coach in there, that won't work. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to work for everybody. So he threw for 229, and one of them was a 75-yard bomb. So outside of that one pass, he had 14 completions for a buck 54. God. Like, that's I told unimpressive. You they impressive. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They And I mean, he didn't even, he only had 12 attempts before the fourth quarter. Yeah, they just they're, yeah, they're I, I, taking it. I don't slow. remember who I think. I think it was Romo and Nance calling the game, and they're like, "Look, he's 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 nearly perfect. Ten of eleven. I was like, "Yeah, it's late in the third. <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That's where I grabbed that stat from. I was like, "You got to be kidding me right now." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, like that's not great." <laughs> oh man, right. do you have uh, anything? I mean, this was an exciting game. Too bad I missed all the exciting parts. I got nothing else. Um, All right. Moving on. Moving on. Your Uh, favorite players. Look. Your favorite player. Your guy, Sam, man. This is Sam Darnold with a three hey, interception Kirk performance. Is your account. <laughs> Kirk you Cousins is your account. the one saying the Jets should keep Darnold after three games early in the season. You're like, oh, Darnold, look how great he's playing. We're yeah, talking about Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers for everyone listening. I got confused. Do I usually hit a sounder to change games? Yeah. Oh, see, that's I even got confused. All right. Damn, do Minnesota, Carol. I think you do. I yeah, because you always cut me off. Topic. You always cut me off. No, no, no. You you hit it for the games because I get cut off all the time. So you have to hit it for the games. Yeah. Um, early start. Early start. <laughs> early start today. So a couple of things. Um, I really wanted Carolina to win because I am a Sam Darnold believer. Now I say that Sam Darnold truther. Yes. Yeah. This was not a great example. 17 of 41 for only 207 yards uh, and a pick. He also had a touchdown, but that was not a pick. He didn't look good. Now I'm going to defend Sam Darnold because there were a lot of drops and a fumble. Yes. He also had a fumble. There were a lot of drops though in this game. Um, Robbie Anderson, uh, their big signing, what was it, last year or the year before yeah. uh, from the Jets, uh, 
was targeted seven times, or excuse me, targeted 11 times, only had three catches. Um, and those weren't overthrows. Like a lot of those were drops. I personally watching this game on red zone, watched him drop four different passes. Um, even uh, the announcer, I think it was Vilma was calling this game. Might have, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember him being like, yes. you have to help your quarterback. Like you have mm-hmm. to catch these balls. These are catchable balls. You're leaving your quarterback out to dry. And I was like, yeah, tell him. And then your boy, Kirk Cousins, looked like a man possessed. 33 or 48 for th- almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. So, so defend your position on Kirk Cousins. Similar to the other game, this game was so annoying up until when it wasn't because to your stat earlier, if I told you this game was 10, 12 at the half, no way it gets to 34, 28. <laughs> like how does that, yeah. what there's now an explosion of offense in the second half. Um, but Kurt, 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 Kurt does well, man. Um, Look, as I've said before, dead clock, right? Twice a day. Kirk is going to have good games for how, how this team is three and three. It makes no sense because they lost three and now they've won three. Yeah. The yeah, same the, way two out of Carolina, those three that they lost was on heartbreaking end of the game field goals. Yeah. Either they missed or they made one uh, or yeah. the other team made one. And then Carolina, the complete inverse started a three and oh, and now three and three. So, They've suffered some injuries, but they've made trades to kind of bolster that secondary position. You know that very well. Um, yeah, I think ne- uh, next by next week they'll once they get those people in the building and kind of solidify them into that defense. I think those trades will start to bear fruit starting like next week or the week after. I don't know because I, I look. I've never been a believer in Sam Darnold. Um, he he, he was seeing move. ghosts out there. He was seeing ghosts out there. That same way when York. I watched, same way when I watched the Philly game. No, it's it's, it's a real thing. Because when I watched the Philly game uh, the week prior, you I could tell that up. he was seeing ghosts because his internal clock would be going faster than the actual pressure, and he'd start panicking, look around, look around, and then he would end up getting sacked. He got sacked four times in this game. And a lot of those because he was holding on to the ball slightly too long. And then he started fidgeting in the back and then all hell broke loose. And then he's just on the ground facing the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, I just can't with how highly regarded he was coming out of college. And he did have some bright spots. It was off spots. of one game, Brennan. He had some bright spots playing for the Jets. Rose Bowl game against Penn State. And then they hyped I'm, him up for another year plus. Right. I'm a believer in Sam you know Darnold. You, you know who else got hyped off one game Chosen in California? And the, yeah, I was going to say, Josh Rosen, that one bowl game. Hey, and then I they, was that the one, carried him for three years. I was the one who suggested maybe we trade for Josh Rosen from Arizona instead of God. trying to get a quarterback in the draft. God, that was a bad idea. That would oh, have been man. terrible. Good thing you're not the GM. Um but you shout out to <laughs> it'd be all linemen to, and trades for underrated quarterbacks. Huge, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That sounds horrible. Um, huge shout out to KJ Osborne, uh, University of Miami product, even though he was there for one year after doing four years in Buffalo. Boom. Huge shout out. He had the game winning, game clinching touchdown where he did the most dangerous thing in the world. He oh, just yeah. threw his helmet in I the air. I saw that. I was like, there was a guy walking behind. I was like, that guy needs to watch out. 
Dude, the, yeah, the guy who won the polo. I said, I yeah, said the same I thing. Like, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> like, gee, he just tossed his head over in the air. Made for a great moment. Um, yeah, that was that was a cool thing to see. And then he did the LeBron James uh, push yeah. down thing. My house situation, similar yeah. to Dwayne Wade. Is it Dwayne yeah. Wade who does that? No, Dwayne Wade. Similar, similar. Like, okay, it's variations of different things, basically. Okay. All right. Ran giving me the wrap it up. <laughs> Moving on. Well, this um, game, this game was a toilet bowl of a game. <laughs> yes, but uh, many things happened in this game. So we're talking about Seattle Pittsburgh. Um, Brendan, how did you feel about the closing moments of this game before overtime? Obviously. Uh, so it was interesting. It's weird. We spend so much time watching football all day long. And then I sometimes can't even fucking, this is not one of those times, but a lot of times I can't even remember how the game ended. Like what just happened with you and the Dallas and the Patriots. And you're like, I think, wait, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, especially, I know I watched it, especially when we have to start with a nine thirty game. It throws my whole day off. Yeah. I feel like I've been sitting I feel like I've been watching football for 40 hours at that point. Yeah. And my brain like goes numb. It's almost like one of those things where it's like, I know I watched it, but I can't remember. But this one was a little different. Um, so there was a, a pretty bad injury. I don't know. Have you heard any updates on the injury? To Taylor. Yet, no. um, but so that's why, like, I kind of was like, oh, shit, like what's happening in this game? Because I kind of, you know, a lot of times I'll be on my phone or doing something else. So I actually like focused in. And then in the waning moments of this game before overtime, um, let's see. Seattle gets the ball back. Geno Smith in for the injured Russell Wilson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Geno Smith is still in the league. Um, and club playing as bad as he does. <laughs> he drives it. Well, I mean, he drives him down the field. There was like what forty something seconds left or something like that. Uh, Pittsburgh scores. Then uh, the the Seahawks get the ball back. They drive downfield. So what Joe's referring to is. Geno Smith throws the ball to DK Metcalf with mere seconds left on the clock. Instead of going immediately out of bounds, they are in field goal range. And instead of immediately going out of bounds, DK Metcalf the weirdest decision fights me. to get extra yards. And then hold on, hold on. No, fumbles. No, no. Didn't even fight. He caught the ball. He could literally catch it and step out. He just was like, oh, I'm about to turn up field. So there was no yeah. fight initially because like the defender was on his back. So he just goes, and then another one of the DBs comes from comes Over the at top. an angle, and then punches the ball out. Now the ball's on the ground. Thank uh, God for Swain. Freddie Swain runs over, hops on the ball, and is Russell Wilson is ball. screaming at him. Russ comes out of nowhere and is like, "Get up, get up!" Mind He's like, you, get no the one, ball to the. No one talked about this, but this was the thing that was killing me. I was like. They might get an illegal formation before they even get to spike this because DK is just walking back. He's yeah. not even in a rush. He's just walking back to his that position. Was, that was bananas. And then Swain runs the ball in to spike it. And the clock's running this whole time. And there's seconds, mere yes. seconds left. And then they go to spike the ball. They hike the ball, spike it. But as they're doing that, the ref blows time dead at... Three zeros seconds. on the clock. Oh, no. Zeros, zero, we, yeah. see, we see zeros on the clock. Yeah. So there's zeros on the TV. There's zeros on the game clock in the stadium. The Pittsburgh but Steelers come off they their start bench. Celebrating. They think they won. Yeah. 
But the ref is blowing the the stoppage of time where he waves his hands in the air like he just don't care. And he's blown his whistle. And they're like, no, the, the game is not over. And then they come on. the, And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to say the clocks in the stadium say zero. But there's one second left on the game clock because there's a timekeeper that actually keeps time separately from the stadium. Uh, so it's completely accurate. But no, he does not say that. Joe, what does he say? He says the last play is under review for a catch. Which what? Didn't make any sense because DK caught it and ran up the and field. And turned the field. We all saw it. The ball was punched out way after two steps, way after any football move. That No one had any doubt in their mind that that was a catch. It was obviously a catch. Yeah, so now they've blown everything dead. And this is the thing that bothers me is it's not blown dead from where the play stopped. It's blown dead from when they get the call from upstairs to review it. So in my mind, I was like, well, there should be like 12 seconds left on the clock because that's when the play stopped. And if you're going to blow the play dead and leave the 12 seconds on, you don't wait until everything gets reset and then go, oh, by the way, we're going to stop the clock here at three seconds. I preferred it at three seconds because at 12 seconds would have been unfair. That would have been way unfair. No, I I agree with you in this instance, but I'm saying the rule in general, if you're going to stop the clock to review a play, it should be from the end of the play, not from the no. set of the ball. Yep, set of the ball. All right. I'm I, I agree to disagree. Well, it's I guess. not from the set of the ball. It's from whenever they decided to. Yeah, but that's the thing is like if it's the end of the half or the end of the game, like they could decide like the play could be over and then they could take, you know, seven or 12 seconds to decide. And then it's like, well, then what's the fucking point of the review? If we get the ball back with a second left instead of 12, 12 seconds is two plays. I know. You know what I mean? Like it's, that'd be unfair. Yeah. That's, but that's the thing is like, if you're going to stop play, stop play immediately following the play that you're stopping it for is what my, what is what I'm saying? No, cause that's a free timeout. Yeah. But that's what, that's what, both both teams get a free timeout if the officials are going to stop playing. If the timeout helps you, it doesn't help me. That's not fair. But if the officials if the are going to stop gives playing you anyway, two plays. But you had no timeouts. Now you get twelve whole not, seconds a, on the clock. It's not a matter of which team it benefits more. I'm saying if the officials are stopping, if if I'm reviewing a play that ended at a minute thirty, and I'm like, I want to review that play. I think it. you should be like, okay, nothing after a minute 30 happened because we're reviewing that play. You can't wait till a minute 15 and be like, actually, we're going to review the play and those 15 seconds are just gone. It's like, no, those 15 well, seconds existed. Well, it, it it's all a matter of what's happening because there's time where they review the play and they'll say, put 120 back on the clock or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. So it, it I guess it does depends. happen that way sometimes. It's just because this is recency bias. What we saw last yeah. night, where this everyone was, was just freaking so out. bizarre where the clock was, it was a running clock and then they decided to stop it at when they did, which we're having a better argument than Chris, Mike, and yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, so they're going to put three seconds on the clock. They're going to put two kids. Chris was like, well, it don't matter what time they, they don't have any time. Yeah. Out. They got to clock the ball. Either way, the same thing. As long thing as there's happen. more than a second, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it was like the same thing going to happen. They're still going to have to spike the ball, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so had, they put, had they put one second on the on the clock, they wouldn't be able to spike it. They would have to exactly. immediately kick, kick, which would have been interesting. Um, they had to immediately hike and kick. 
But they, uh, Mike Tomlin was losing his fucking mind, and I really wanted Seattle so. to win this game so Mike could like just no. kill somebody. I, did you know the funny thing though? So I was doing a little bit of work, so I, and the game was so trash for so long. Um, I was like, Najee Harris getting me the touchdown I needed for fantasy. Um, so I was like, head on a swivel, head on a swivel. So when all this is happening, I'm looking over and I'm like, oh my gosh, if they lose this on this field goal, Mike Tomlin's going to blow his shit. And then I looked, I'm like, oh, it's going to be tied. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, oh, it's only going to be tied. I was like, oh, okay, right, I still got a chance. still got a chance. I still yeah, think they ended up winning the game. So yeah. Well, um, Ben Roethlisberger is done. I'm going to keep saying he, it. He is fried. He is. Some of those throws, fried. man. Some of those throws, that fumble was, uh, that fumble was a young, an old man thinking he's still young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. But Seattle obviously playing. Geno Smith is their starting quarterback right now for another five weeks. So if they can just keep their heads above water. They'll be Which all right. Won't happen. Won't happen. I don't. I don't they're, think so. That defense. Those corners. Dead. I didn't they're notice dead. this until Chris Collins pointed it out. But their corners average like 180 pounds. Also, did you see Claypool? DBs. He literally picked one up and threw him at one point. <laughs> they got DBs. offensive pass interference. Oh wait, is that Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City's DBs are probably worse, which is crazy. Um, they're just so small. Like they're fast, but they're just like. You you see them next to Chase Claypool, who's six four two thirty. It's like, oh, this looks like a grown up playing in like Pop Warner. Why you say that? That reminds me. Did you see the coin toss? Uh, where Russell came out, he should never have came out. You don't he think so? Like a make a wish kid next standing next to Ben Roethlisberger, oh, yeah. and that guy next to him. I was like, this Lutton. is. I was like, Lutton who, free that? diet, baby, gluten free diet. That was our backup uh, last year, the year before oh gosh, for uh, Minshew. Um, <laughs> he looked like free baby. It looked like the, the. Do you remember the picture of Derrick Henry and all his gear, and then uh, uh, Mark Ingram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he looked like a fucking make a wish kid. Russell looked like a make a wish. You're five eleven. You stand next to all these. Giants with no yeah, padding he did look or really anything. Little, yeah, I was like, you look even. The ref was taller than him with that perspective. I was like, Russ, you can't you look optics, my guy. <laughs> you need to have the cleats on, so it gives you an extra half inch. I mean, gets you the six foot and a half. Jesus, itch. <laughs> All righty, first game on the list. I will be talking about my Baltimore Ravens putting on a can of whoop ass on everybody's favorite You're about tomorrow, Ravens. You're taking Just, this one. Well, huh? What? I've been no, rooting they for are, Lamar and the Ravens. They are. They all are my your life. Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have been rooting for the Ravens, not all my life, but uh, when they were Miami North with Ed and Ray, I've always oh, had yeah. an affinity for them. And they've always kind of low key been my AFC team. Um, and I rooted for them when they went to the Super Bowl last most recent time. Uh, but yes, uh, everybody's favorite quarter, quarterback, Justin F- Justin Fields, I said like five times. Justin Herbert was put on ice this week. Uh, yeah, 39 attempts, a buck 95. Uh, all that shit we loved uh, Brandon Staley for just a week ago, going forward on his own 25 in the third quarter, fourth down. Did it again. Didn't work. <laughs> and yeah, you're going to have games supports. where it goes the other way. <laughs> Yeah, it may work sometimes, not going to work all the times. Uh, Lamar didn't play great this game, but the team showed up, showed up and showed out. Um, And they got we have not talked enough about the the great running back trio. This would have been in like like three years ago. 
three, four oh, years you're ago. About Bell and yeah, Bell, Devonta Freeman, and Latavius Murray. Like it's insane how they went from all their running backs starters being hurt. three years ago. Yeah, all their running backs were hurt, and now they apparently have been getting uh, reached out to to get some of these guys from other teams. This is a 2017 fucking All Pro. Oh, these are Hall of Famers back in those days, boy. You you were like, oh, if you had this, if you had this as your fantasy lineup, you're like, oh, I'm crushing shit. Yeah, because Murray yeah. would always vulture the touchdowns. Yep, and then uh, Devonte would uh, be the receiver, and yep. then um, he's taking obviously uh, Bell everything in Atlanta, and yeah. then Lev Bell's crushing it in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah. 34 to 6. Baltimore has gone on to 5 and 1. Uh Chargers. Gotta look better. Gotta look better. One more round. They have to look better. I've been riding, I've been riding the Chargers obviously since before the season even started. And they embarrassed me. I'm gonna tell the Chargers something my dad always used to tell me. Don't embarrass me. Um Moving on, Miami versus Jacksonville. Jolly old England. Huge win for the Jag Wires. Everyone always makes fun of me. It's Jaguars. Huge win for the Jags. Taking down the Miami Dolphins. Not much to say. It was a sloppy game. Both teams did not play well. A lot of drops, few errors. Trevor Lawrence, though, is getting better, um, throwing the ball out of bounds when he needs to. Tua Tungavaloa did a great job uh, protecting himself. He scrambled a couple of times, and I thought that was a huge mistake, but slid, got down in time. A lot of bend, but don't break on the defense. But Jags get their first win and 20 games, something I will be talking more about in the walk-off, so not much to say about this now. Joe. Thank you. One more round. Alrighty, Las Vegas, Denver. Brandon, I know you said you had a couple things you wanted to get to, but I just want to say I predicted this game correctly. One of my roommates is a Las Vegas Raiders fan, and last Monday night when everything, uh, when the world exploded on uh, Las Vegas, I was like, hey, man, relax. You guys have a good team. This is only going to, if you heard all the pressers from after the game last week, um, it seemed like the team wasn't. Uh, together, they're, they're obviously their minds weren't focused on the game at that point, and I was like, "This is only going to galvanize the team, get them, you know, stepping in the right direction, stepping in unison." And lo and behold, they have one of their best performances of the year, where they've been coming back from all these games. Uh, they got ahead and they got ahead early, and they kept the lead the whole way through, and they got the win. Yeah. Um I just want to echo kind of what you said. This is uh, this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, I've never been in a locker room with uh, this kind of uh, turmoil, I guess. You know, we've always had shit going on, but it's never been quite like this. Uh, and it was awesome to see the uh, team come together the way they did. Uh, Derek Carr kind of taking the reins, being like, no, like, fuck that. Like, this is our team. We don't need anybody else. Like, we got this. The team as a whole played very well. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Good for Las Vegas. Huge shout out to them. And, uh, hopefully they can keep it rolling. We see this a lot. Coach gets fired. Interim coach comes in. Um, they win the next game because it's like, you know, fuck that guy. We're going to win one for us. Uh, but it's not sustainable. 
I can't remember the last time that an interim coach came in and a team actually, you know, made the playoffs and did well. Uh, but I'm glad they got this one. Sorry it came at the expense of Denver. El Greg, rest in peace. One more round. Last but not least, uh, MVP candidate, Kyler Murray, Brennan's least favorite player in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, four touchdowns. I thought he was hurt. Everyone kept saying he was hurt. He hurt his shoulder. And I was like, all right, that's it. The Arizona Cardinals run is over. He's hurt. Like he does every um, year. Not four hurt. Four touchdowns on the head of the Cleveland Browns. Baker they lied five times. Uh, he's hurt. Um, he's hurt. Left he the game is in hurt. a sling. Uh, Kareem Hunt is also hurt. Um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb dealing with a calf injury. Didn't play. Uh, this whole team is just, I mean, you know what, Brennan? You were right. You know, it takes a big man to save when someone else is right, but you, you were right. Um, early this year when we did our rankings, I had them pretty high. I was like, look, they have all the makings of a good team. I, Baker can be, you know, the, the, the pacifier to get these big boys onto the next move. But it, it's Murphy Laws with this team. If what can go on, what can go wrong will go wrong, um, and has gone wrong, and has gone wrong. Uh, Props to Baker thing, though for toughing it out, playing with that hurt shoulder while they. The could- only good thing coming from the team right now is Miles Garrett. Um, Lee's yeah. leading sacks is out there every game, uh, but other than that, I mean. Look, they look like they were going to mount a comeback at the half when Donovan Peoples-Jones caught that Hail Mary oh, yeah. touchdown. And then right after the half, it was like, nope, nope, we're just going to – we're here to win this. Arizona's still the only undefeated team at 6-0. Cleveland, 3-3. Three and three. Um, They can get it right, but it, depending on how hurt Baker is, Case Keaton's good, but I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not that good. Um, Arizona, I'm just going to reference – the Pittsburgh Steelers of last year. So we'll just keep that, keep that in mind. Um, and they don't have a, a quarterback whose arms about to fall off that his arms. They do have a quarterback that gets hurt every single year though. He still gets hurt. He's every been year. in the league for three years and every year he's gotten hurt. That's, that's history tells us it's a virtual certainty. Watch mark it down. Marcus, what time is this? <laughs> um, no, uh, Cleveland can't come back. Like you said, though, there are just there's so many injuries to overcome. I was impressed by Baker coming back in because he has a partially torn labrum on his left non-throwing uh, shoulder. And then he got dropped by Watt mm. on that same shoulder. Right. on. Um, you could tell it was serious because JJ immediately took a knee next to him and took his helmet off and was very concerned, uh, which said a lot because normally. Like if a guy goes down, especially if it's a defensive player hitting a quarterback, you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. But JJ, as soon as he hit him, immediately it was like, oh shit, something's wrong. Uh, so Baker to JJ's come back still in, trying and, to be Captain America. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> got to make up for his fucking brother, the psycho in Pittsburgh. Uh, that dude is in bananas. Um, and I feel bad about that. Just real quick. I was listening to Warren Sapp on something talking about. Yeah, oh no, I, was, it was I fucking, thought about that too. It was Judon that made him. It was Judon Not that Judon, made him. But Dupree. Dupree, Dupree, Dupree that made him. It was Dupree that made him. Um, and I was like, yeah, man, white boys can't play DN. Fuck him. <laughs> Tell him Warren Sapp. And now Five Dupree guys is gone. Five guys could hold like, him. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> 
Uh, they slid their entire protection. No, we didn't even talk about the end of that game, the actual end. Slid their entire protection. He punched the ball out, got yeah. a fumble recovery, got a forced fumble. But Insane. I was really proud of Baker. Not proud. That's the wrong word because you don't want to encourage people playing hurt. But like it, it showed a lot of toughness. And that was really cool because Baker's not giving up on this team. If that shows us anything, Odell probably gave up on this team when he was traded to it. Um, I know Jarvis Landry's not really out there as much as we'd like to see him. And then the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are obviously hurt. So Baker is still like, no, I'm going to fucking will this team to win. And they lost. But still, that's cool to see. All right. It's been in the works for quite some time. Actually, you would think I'd be talking about another team, but actually I'm talking about Iowa goes down. We are in the college football portion of the show, folks. Purdue slays the giant. That is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, One of our listeners has been letting us know this was around the corner at all times. Uh, because he has been rooting for Iowa for quite some time in his life. Um, seven points. Their offense, I mean, the entire time they were on this run, we knew their offense wasn't good. Um, and Purdue finally was the defense that could stonewall them enough and put up just enough points to proceed. So that is the number two team in the nation going down on its shoulder, on its torn labrum, if you Fun will. fact. Iowa, or excuse me, Purdue. I mean, I know Iowa is ranked second, but Purdue has beaten the number one ranked team in the country as an unranked team eight times. Wow, that is a. Great I found that weird time. stat because I was like, hasn't Purdue upset people before? And I found that weird stat since like 1950, they have been unranked and beaten the number one team in the country eight times. Hmm. I'm going to send you on a mission. Can you find me the most recent time they did that? Um, while you look that up, I will tell you Michigan State held on in a close battle between Indiana, um, 20 to 15. Very odd ball score there. Uh, Oklahoma State hangs on to beat Texas. Texas was trying to come back in this game late. Oklahoma State still undefeated. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. Hmm. Um,. So Texas is probably dropping out of the top 25 after that one. And then the revenge game, uh, Ole Miss versus Tennessee. Tennessee wanted to beat Lane Kiffin, their old coach that left them in the dead of night. And they couldn't. Tennessee, I mean, Ole Miss held on. Tennessee threw things at Lane. Uh, I believe he got hit with a golf ball. And Bastards. That's not good, kids. Don't throw things at high-paid coaches. Brandon, do you have real quick? Uh, November 6, 1976. Unranked Purdue beat number one Michigan 16 14 at Purdue. 1976. Wow, what a time to be alive. Well, Brandon, tell the folks what time it is now. Oh, it's time for our favorite segment of the week. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down, folks? Oh, my favorite time of the week. Who's out? We're going to start with the bad first. Arkansas out of here after taking an L. Arizona State had a good run, but they're gone. BYU lost to Baylor, and they're out of here. Florida loses to a unranked LSU, and you know what that gets them? Out of the rankings. Texas, like I said, lost to Oklahoma State, and they are dead in the water. 
who's in? Okay, uh, Auburn. Auburn is in after beating Arkansas. Unranked Auburn back in here. Baylor, like I said, beat BYU. They're back in here. Pittsburgh, five and one. Probably pro- <laughs> this is the most worst thing to say. Probably the best team in the ACC. <laughs> Ranked number twenty-three. Ugh. University of Texas San Antonio coming in at number four, twenty-four. Ranked with seven straight wins and no losses. And Purdue slides in at number twenty-five after taking down Iowa. Who's up? Who's down? Oklahoma State still undefeated. Six and zero jumps to number eight in the country. Uh, is that the biggest jump? We have Cincinnati at number two. Brennan, let's uh, let's look at it. Let's look at it proud for as long as it lasts. Cincinnati is at number two, but you know that the nasty natty, baby. As soon as Iowa went down, you know what I said, Brennan? It only took a week. Alabama back in the top four. <laughs> yeah, only took a week. Um, only took a week. Uh, biggest drop, Iowa obviously dropping nine spots to number 11. Kentucky dropping four spots to number 15 after losing to Georgia. Um, so yeah, NC State and Texas A&M coming in at 17 and 18, going up four spots from their previous rankings. So that is your top 25 for week going into week eight. And that has been who's up, who's down, who's in, who's out. All right, Brendan, we got some playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. MLB playoffs are currently underway. Boston is tied with the Houston Your Astros. Your cousin from Boston. Um, since we last recorded, Boston did go on to beat the Rays that next game. Uh, Couldn't believe it. Tried to make another comeback, but again, they were thwarted. Um, Redden, series is tied 1-1. We got two yep. big bads here. Who do you have taking it all? Um, so I I want to say the Red Sox just because I fucking like to root for Boston teams, dude. You think you're better than me? Um, but I think Houston Such has a bad it. Accent. Such a bad accent. That's the best accent you've ever heard. I think Houston's gonna have it. I think Houston's um, gonna take it. That's what I think. Um, Boston is uh, on a little bit of a hot streak, though. Obviously, we didn't even think they were gonna get past the Yankees, and now they're kind of on fire. Between Bogarts and Hernandez and all the fucking big bats that they have, but we'll see. Um, I'm actually gonna go for the Astros, even though I know everybody likes to hate them. Um, there's only three guys left. Well, in the batting lineup, there's only three guys left from all the scandal. Um, I like Carlos Correa, kind of inviting all the hate. Him and Bregman, kind of cool to me. Um, you think you're better than me? And I also want to root for Dusty Baker, who has done this so many times, most recently with the Nats, and then they've panned him. And the Astros still haven't given him a new contract. Um, and he's done nothing but win since he got there and helped this franchise that was in shambles when he got there because they were disgraced. Um, so the lack of respect there, I want Dusty to go as far as he can and be like, try not giving me a contract with all this nonsense after I helped you get out of the doldrums now on the other side your yeah this is the one that's upsetting very upsetting dodgers have lost back-to-back games walk-off fashion austin riley in the ninth the night before and then eddie rosario providing a walk-off single how do you feel about this 
I'm nervous, but I I know what they're doing. They're going down pretty far so they can come back for an even more dramatic victory. That's what's happening. I mean, the they Dodgers did go are down. going to win the World Series. They Market. did go down three one to these Braves last year. Um, but I don't know, man. Look, I think the Braves these have been are knocking seven, at right? the door. Yeah, these are seven. The Braves yeah. have been knocking at the door, knocking at the door, knocking at the door. And Dodgers got their one last year. Kershaw was nice and healthy. Kershaw is not healthy this year. He's out. Max hasn't been um, automatic uh, towards the back end of the season here. Um, they keep playing with Urias. They brought him in late in the game yesterday for reasons that I can't understand because I'm assuming they're going to have him start at some point. They didn't have him start to end the last game of the last series. Um, so it, it's a little perplexing. Um, Dave Roberts, I don't know if he's pulling the strings or if Andrew Friedman is now because, you know, those analytics guys like to take over. But I, I'd like to see I'd like to see the best performances out there. But I don't know if the Dodgers can bring it after go t- take it on that very, very uh, tough series they just came off of um, with the Giants. That's true. They're pretty beat up. On to the quick hits. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. All I'm right. gonna ask uh, for a favor. That last one, can we push that to next week? Savannah's getting ready for work and she's kind of frustrated that I'm out in the living room doing a recording. Got it. No problem. Uh <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um so WNBA playoffs are Big over. News. the Chicago Sky win it. I had them in five, they did it in I believe four. I had that as well. Uh, believe you had Phoenix, but we'll talk wait, about who has Brittany? Uh-oh. Who has Brittany? Grinding? That's Phoenix. God damn um, it! <laughs> Let me Allie know, Brittany. Allie Quigley goes off for twenty six. Kayla Copper got the most in, uh, the MVP of the finals. Uh, Candace Parker, the rock and the bedrock of this team, along with Courtney Vandersloot. Um, Candace had sixteen and thirteen. Courtney had ten and fifteen dimes. Uh, complete team effort. Stephanie Dolson had some great minutes late, late, late in the game, uh, providing some layups in key spots to come back from a 16-point victory in the third quarter. Uh, 16 or 14-point deficit, sorry, um, in the third quarter. Came all the way back to win it on their home court. It was a hell of a ride. It was a hell of a run. It was a hell of a season. 25, 25th for the WNBA. Um, and it was enjoyable. It was all heck. I got to say, I was going to do a walk-off all about it, but I'm doing a walk-off on something else. It was very cool to see how many people uh, got uh, into it this year. Um, Brennan kept up with it to some degree. Greg, me and Greg had some talks about it sometimes. Uh, me and one of my roommates watched uh, one of the closeout games when Vegas lost to uh, Phoenix. Uh, me and my brother were texting about it. So uh, you know, the barrier of entry is not high. It's very accessible and um, it's a great game. It's great basketball to watch. Uh, don't have that dumb male. Oh, it's women playing sports. I don't really care. Like it's still great. High. It, it's better than any of us could do. Um, and it should be commended and should be respected in the way that it is. Now, Brennan, talk about somebody yes. that's not respected. I don't get no respect. You see, you dropped this story on me before I saw it on ESPN. Coach Can O. In- Coach O is on the oust at LSU. Brennan, tell us about it. 
Um, yeah. So at the end of the season, he has uh, worked it out with LSU where he will not come back. He's still going to get paid. Um, but he's just, <laughs> he's not resigning. He's just kind of stepping away from the program. I think it's gotten to the point where um, it's kind of like, all right, you know, we won the national championship. We have kind of rebuilding last year and this year it hasn't worked out the way we wanted it to. And here at LSU, uh, here at LSU, we don't have losing seasons. I think it's just kind of run its course. That happens in coaching, especially nowadays. It's not like it was back in the day where coaches would spend 10, 15, 20 years in a program. Uh, now it's about five to seven years and you're on your way out unless you're winning every two or three years like Saban is. Um, so, yeah, he has decided not to return, um, which I think sucks because Coach O is LSU in my mind. Just the Boy, way he talks. We're going to get some gumbo. How y'all doing? Um, he Go Tigers. Go Tigers. He seems so LSU, but uh, yeah, he'll land somewhere. Probably USC. Um, yeah, or, he did the uh, USC thing. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, and he is not USC. I just said <laughs> that because that's the USC. most prominent job out there. I know who's going to be the next LSU head coach, though. Do you guys want to hear a secret? Urban Meyer. Lane Kiffin. Uh, Lane Kiffin's going to come Lane over from not Ole, going Miss. From Ole Miss. That's he will be the new LSU coach. You heard of your first hot take, baby. No, he's obviously going to go take over the Raiders job. Oh, maybe. No, the Raiders need a black coach. Optics. <laughs> Can we just get it off merit? Okay, so speaking of merit, the Florida Panthers have got <laughs> off to a hot start. Five goals in their first two games, uh, winning the joke. first one in overtime and then winning the second one in regulation over the New York Islanders. Again, five goals in each of the first two games. Cannot believe we are out to this hot of a start at the start of the NHL season. Brennan, what about your yeah. lightning? Uh, for the record, Eric Bieniemy is the best coach out there, and I've been saying that it's for a very long time. Gig. It's not taking that gig. I know, but I'm just saying I made a joke, and then I don't want people to be like, God, Brennan's a real terrible person. Yeah, we, if they listen to the bonus, they should know what we are. Yeah, They should know where well, we, we are. So, um, <laughs> Lightning are 2-1 right now. Uh, we are actually facing the Panthers t- uh, tomorrow, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Stamkos mm-hmm. playing great, even though he's a little older. He already has three goals and four assists, seven points total for my man Stamkos. You know who the best player is on the Florida Panthers? Uh, Sam Bennett with three points total. Oh, cool story, bro. Um, we spread it d- around. Epic got two goals in the first game. You know where Epic plays? He plays at the back of the line. He's one of our defenders. All right, coming back from injury where he broke his leg last year where you okay, guys sent it into right, a thousand all pieces. Right. All right, and then you got your little reserves off the bench to come out of nowhere after sitting the whole year. You know, uh, it's still stuck <laughs> in my craw. Still stuck in my craw. Just excited about the season to start. We're playing really well. Like I said, two and one coming out of the gate. Um, it's going to be a fun year. We'll see what happens. Yes. All right. On to the walk-off. Welcome to the big leagues. Two runs. Walk-off. Homer. You can smile. That's okay. I do All like right. this uh, third one down that you put in here, though. Oh, yeah. The it was there Wars. last year. It was yeah, there last I know. Year. It's, it's my favorite. All right. Yeah. I made sure to keep it. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um. Yes, folks. This is the walk-off portion with the SA portion or ramblings and whatnot. Me and Brennan kind of did a, a podcast earlier. This is why this one's kind of lost some steam. Also, I got a flight to catch pretty soon. Um. So we're kind of get through this. And I'm getting me death stairs. Yeah, and he's getting he's getting the work right now. Um. So Brennan, give us your walk-off. All right, so my walk-off is going to be a quick rambling. Uh, I wanted to talk about the sweet, sweet victory. It's called sweet victory. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars beating uh, the Miami Dolphins in uh, jolly old England. 
couple of things that stood out to me. One, it was awesome that uh, we won the game. Obviously, Matthew Wright taking over for Josh Lambeau. Uh, I feel bad for Lambeau just from an empathetic standpoint. He was one of the most accurate um, and automatic kickers in the NFL for his time in Jacksonville. Uh, 42 of 42 for field goals at home. You know, he was there for that playoff run. It was insane. Like if we were in field goal range, it was like, all right, we got it. Then last year he got hurt. And then this year he got the yips after coming back from being hurt. So now we have this young kid, Matthew Wright from U, uh, U, UCF. Um, and he took us to overtime, then won the game for us. Uh, or excuse me, tied the game and then won the game. Um, and then uh, the cheering is what I want to address at the end of the game. So we obviously at the bar, St. Pat's on 46th Street, were super excited that we won. But the fact that everyone else was cheering like crazy people, um, like the team was freaking out and everybody was like losing their minds. It just, to me, it's like, all right, we won one game. Like everybody relax. Let's calm down. Uh, So I just found that to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a new trend, this winning thing. I'm thinking 12 and five uh, this year. Um, And that's all I wanted to say was it was super exciting to win, but Hey, act like you've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Please lower your expectations. Um, 12 and five. 12 and five. Settle down. Settle down. Um, so my walk off is the transition of time. Um, this is going to be freestyle off the top of the head. Didn't write anything. Have a lot of things going on. Uh, so if you listen to the big show, which is called a new low, I announced, I believe it was like last week or two weeks ago, um, that I got a new job, uh, actually in sports media, uh, in a video editing capacity and I will be moving. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's all I got. Thanks. No. Um, yeah, so sports have helped me. Uh, sp- sports, since a young boy, sports has been like a, a fulcrum of my life, helping me with all matters of turning points and getting through things and therapy to some degree. Um, this show was created out of me and Brennan's love for sports um, and our need and desire to talk sports with someone other than the people around us because they can be blindsided and, or they don't even like sports. I have a lot of people in my life in Atlanta that don't really like sports the way I do. And I think Brennan kind of found that same thing with his comedy circle that poor people weren't as into sports as he would want them to be. Um, So that was where this show came out of, was born out of. And again, for a, something that's going to be a major moment in my life, moving now from Atlanta to Dallas, uh, is necessitated by sports. It's fueled by sports. Um, so I, I just, this thing that was given to me by my brothers, uh, continues to guide me to, in all my journeys and endeavors and on to the next thing. And I just want to say I'm forever indebted to sports. Uh, so yeah. Beautiful. Perfect. Are you aware your camera's off? I'm just, yeah, very aware. Okay, just making sure. I was because I, I didn't know if yeah. you were sliding back. I didn't know when you were done. I'm like, just going off feel. So, go on to the press conference, and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right, Brennan, where can we find you fast? Uh, Brennan T comedy on all social media at Brennan T comedy, Brennan T comedy.com. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tessif is your ex drinking buddy. 
All right, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. Uh, check out the show's Twitter and Instagram at Kieran Press. Uh, you can check out my website. Uh, what's my website? Oh, JoeDorval.com. Uh, Your name. <laughs> check out my store. Check out the music tab. Go to Anulo.co. A lot is happening today. I've had a short amount of rest. I got a plane to catch. Brad, get me out of here. That's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. You shout out Matthew Wright. Taking over Josh Lambeau's spot, making those kicks, baby! You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.